Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. Hey everyone, it's Kelsey and Jeff, and we are here to tell you a bit about our partner Anchor. We know that you're a fan of this podcast and maybe you thought, hey, I want to make a podcast too. Well, we have great news for you guys. We want to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast for a few reasons, but to start out, it's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Plus, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do it, you guys, and enjoy the show. I'm on a journey to get better, and I want to do it with you. And I'm not just focusing on physical health. I'm focusing on everything, emotional wellness, spirituality, finances, relationships, and so much more. Every week, it will be my personal goal to bring us, the world's leading healers, experts, and game changers, to share groundbreaking secrets and tips to getting better in all areas of life. Getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when we can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menino. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. It is Thursday, May 21st, and we are declaring it Ladies' Day. Thursday is for the ladies. Gotta be. A lot of fun today. Um, We've got my friend Meredith Ahern all the way from Chicago, but in New York. (laughs) I forgot she was in New York. Um, We are. two ridiculous peas in a pod so this shall be interesting uh we've got jeff crane graham we've got Stephen lemieux we've got beers and meredith made a cocktail um i didn't have time to make cocktails so i went for my go-to bud light what did you make i'm drinking a bacardi watermelon jalapeno mojito you made that so fast. I watched you on the Zoom make it in two minutes, and it looks beautiful. You are a lush that knows how to do it. <laughs> Only that someone that's that really trained can do it that fast, and she's not a bartender, people. Um, we have a great show for you guys now. today. We're going to have a lot of fun. We also are going to have uh, a really amazing guest that I'm excited to honor for Brain Cancer Awareness Month. Her name is Courtney Elizabeth. She is a YouTube beauty influencer who was diagnosed with brain cancer. 
and went through the whole journey of surgery and chemo and radiation and the whole thing. And she bravely chronicled her journey. So we're going to be chatting with her uh, a little bit later. But first, our quote of the day. The most beautiful people we have known are those who have known defeat, known suffering, known struggle, known loss, and have found their way out of the depths. These persons have an appreciation, a sensitivity, and an understanding of life that fills them with compassion, gentleness, and a deep, loving concern. Beautiful people do not just happen. Damn, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. Wow. Damn. As we always talk about kind of adversity, you know, being um, like an opportunity to grow, um, it's an opportunity to be a beautiful person, clearly. And I, I see that in Courtney, in Courtney's journey. And I see that in so many um, journeys of people who have gone through such, such adversity and come out the other side because of their choices and um, their mental state. So very cool quote, Jeff. You get an A plus for that one. Yes. It only took me a month and a half. I finally figured it out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I am, uh, I'm very excited to have a little bit of fun today. Um, Meredith, we haven't talked in a minute. We haven't caught up. I'm going to crack my beer. I'm going to let you guys hear yeah. it. There we go. Welcome to ASMR with Maria Menounos. Exactly. So now here's the deal, guys. I am a Bud Light fan. I think that isn't really going to ca- encapsulate how big of a Bud Light fan I am, but I have multiple taps on property. I have a Bud Light fridge that keeps these Bud Lights to 27 degrees, I believe it is. Um, so this is the frostiest Bud Light you could ever have. Steven and Jeff both have been gifted a beer each. I am the greatest boss ever, obviously. Correct. <laughs> is this a trap? Are you trying to lure me into doing something illegal? I, I say cheers to Thursday. Uh-huh. Cheers to the ladies out there. We are going to start celebrating you on Thursdays. This is going to be our day where we can just say, who cares? That's it. It's all yeah. about us. What do we want to do? We want to do a mask? Do we want to go to the spa, even if it's in our bedroom? Do we want to take a bubble bath? Do we want to make a mojito, Bacardi, whatever thing that she made over there? Do we want to have a Bud Light and just chill and just be a human being, not a human doing? This is going to be my declaration. I'm going to create this day, and we're going to do this here, and we're going to have a lot of fun. So cheers to that. Cheers. 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 Man, a Bud Light after a coffee really tastes great. <laughs> it's only 11 it's only 11 and my dad saw me going into the bar and grabbing the beers he goes maria you people you're gonna drink and i'm like yes dad thursday thursday's for the ladies and he goes for the what he clearly must have known i was involved dead (laughs) um i will say mayor i'm very much loving your hair and your zoom shirt i i didn't realize kevin had said he's like you should create like zoom tops and i'm like kevin there's no such thing as zoom tops like people just have tops and they wear them on zoom and he goes no 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 like you know you can only see from there and then of course i started people seeing people i can't talk i started seeing people marketing zoom tops dead i mean i definitely have pants on i'll tell you that (laughs) (laughs) thank god i'm not one of those but uh no i've I've definitely invested quite a bit of money in um in in cute sweatsuits now that 
I don't leave the house very often. Meredith, who was the Juicy Couture queen when she first started working for me a billion years ago, I used to see her ass crack every morning when she'd show up to work in her chair in her juicy sweats. You know how bad what I would do for those juicy outfits now? They would be so perfect. I still have mine. I'm so bad. I do not. I am like a clothing hoarder. I still have my cashmere ones because I didn't oh, want to get rid of those. those. Yeah, so I have those in Connecticut. Um, but yeah. but yeah, Meredith had had back surgery just before that, right? Huh? And so yeah. you had to be in those. And I used to yeah. joke, I'm like, Mara, do I have to see your ass crack every day? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I have the color of the rainbows with those juicy outfits. Yeah, they were amazing. And Laura Schriffman from Harrison Schriffman used to, we used to go in back in the day, guys, like when gifting was like really like, I mean, it was the bling era. We yeah. used to go in and Laura would be like, take whatever you want. And we would just go crazy. And like, remember Paris Hilton? I feel and like she had just Phillip. come in before us or something. No, it was Nikki Hilton and Bijou Phillips was in there with us. Oh, they were in there with When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. Okay. Yeah. So like all the, all the girls in Hollywood would come in and you would like pull whatever you wanted. And we just were like juicy girls. Yeah. It was crazy. But everything was like so small. They, I was like, does anyone see a large in there? <laughs> medium. I'll take a medium, please. But what I think is funny, <clears throat> what I think is funny right now is Meredith is, um, is giving us a different perspective, right? So I read this article. I don't even remember where it was. I know Buzzfeed. It was, was, it was it Buzzfeed? Yeah. So this woman, do you remember the woman who wrote the article? I'm pulling it up now. So this woman wrote this really, really long, in-depth article about, um, actually, I don't know what the whole point of it was officially. I know what I took away from it was, um, there were, there was a lot of takeaway. One of them was that she doesn't feel like buying anything anymore. And in these times where she doesn't have to leave her house, she's realizing, what did I need all that stuff for in a sense? Right. Um, and she said, not wanting to buy things feels as bizarre as not wanting to sleep or not wanting to eat. It's been ingrained in us as Americans as unspoken as an unspoken component of residency. And 
such an incredible article. This is Anne Helen Peterson who wrote this article. And I do urge you, it's funny, I had loaded up Maria's rundown with all these quotes because I felt like every single paragraph of this article had interesting things to say. It gets into the history of the American economy um, and just how for so long it has been literally a part of our American DNA to feel like we are almost being told to spend things. It stimulates the economy. It's yeah. And um, I feel the same way, Maria. I, there's a lot of things that have been challenging about quarantine. I'm getting pretty stir crazy, but at the same time, having permission, not only permission, but an obligation to just stay home and cuddle with my wife. It's been pretty nice. Yeah. Well, the spending thing is interesting because she talks about, um, you know, buying what we need versus what we want. And she said in post-World War II America, the vast majority of things we buy are not often what we actually need, but they're indisputably things we want, manifestations of personal and collective abundance. And last night we cheated and we ordered food in. Oh, collective gasp, Jeff. <gasps> yep. Yep. I know, Meredith's like, I do it all the time. I do. Listen, I've been cooking a lot, but I do think I I feel really good about giving back to the restaurant industry. I really do. So um, I've definitely been trying to at least, you know, a a couple days a week do that and pick up. And one thing that I do find so interesting is that every time they're like, okay, thank you once they take my credit card. And I'm like, wait, I want to leave a tip because I know that it's going back to all the staff right now. And they're like, oh, and I always try to, you know, give a little extra. And they are like beyond grateful and, and actually seem so surprised. Yeah. Um, and, and those dollars right now are really just going back to the people, you know, all the restaurant industry um, employees that are, just aren't making anything right now. Totally. I think, but what's crazy for us is like, if I was alone, I wouldn't worry as much. I mean, maybe because of my asthma, I would have actually, but as a regular person with no health issues, I would have been fine. But I've been super cautious with my parents. But yeah. I have been watching everybody ordering out and not having a problem. So I was like, okay, we'll cheat tonight, but we're not going to get used to it. So I ordered us pasta from our favorite pasta place, Lido's Pizza. In fact, it was uh, featured in Olivia Wilde's movie Booksmart. And then oh, it got really? really like it exploded. So it was crazy. But we've been going there for years. And, um, and so I order from there and, you know, you look at the thing, you're like $130 for five of us. Like that was like crazy. Like if I add another hundred dollars, that's really what we're spending at like smart and final when we buy a shit ton of stuff. Right. And that will last us at least a week. But I wouldn't have thought about it like that before, because what I used to think about was, oh my God, I'm too busy. I gotta, I gotta just keep moving, moving, moving. And so I, I have to eat out because I don't have time to deal with like going shopping and doing all of that. And so now I'm starting to look at things from a different lens. Like, oh, okay. If I can just dedicate the time and with Instacart, it's a lot easier. Although that's crazy expensive too. Cause when you want to tip really well, you're like, holy moly, it's like an $80 tip on a, <laughs> on a smart and final order. But you have, you have to, like people are putting their lives on the line for you to go get your groceries but yeah. it is interesting to start to see how how spending changes from, you know, um, we it's been ingrained in us to be chasing after the next big thing, the next best TV, the next best outfit. And for me, Meredith, I've bought one thing this whole quarantine, and it was a bikini at the beginning 
where um, I thought a vacation would be in my future at some point and then realize, okay, that's not happening. And also it was going to be my inspiration to just really start like moving a little bit. And um, other than that, I haven't bought anything because I'm like, I have so much stuff. Like, why do I need more? Yes, I'm wearing the same dress that I wore four years ago. Who gives a shit? Nobody cares. The world's ending. Like, why would I start spending money that, you know, I might need to pay for my employees or pay for my parents' medical stuff? Like, I have to be really frugal. Um, but it's interesting to see Meredith's like, no, I'm spending. Like, I'm buying outfits. Like, it's it's so wild to see all the differences in all of this. <laughs> Listen, I, I had mean, to invest in my I've sweat always, game. <laughs> I've always been a pretty big shopper. We yeah. know this. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just really spending money on, you know, some, some cute loungewear and then alcohol. <laughs> Our alcohol bill's gone up in the Graham fam. Um, in, in general, I read that alcohol sales are up like 43%, yeah. which, you know, I get it. People need to find some kind of relaxation method. But at the same time, you think, if there's a global pandemic, we probably shouldn't be filling ourselves with booze because that's only going to hurt our immune system right now. Yeah. It's crazy times. But well, on the plus side, you can take well, AA meetings remotely now. So like, <laughs> if you do dive down the rabbit hole, you there is help for you. And you don't have to drive. You can just hop exactly. on the Zoom. Yeah. You, can, you, can hop, you could be having a drink. I did. Um, I'm, I'm quarantined in New York right now with, at my mom's house. <laughs> And I did say to her the other day, I go, do you think I'm an alcoholic? And she goes, yes. I'm like, Dang. <laughs> not I'm funny, not but I, I know how you mean that. I think, um, I think, by the way, Jeff, you know, we're like a liquor store here. So don't buy any liquor before you talk I to me. That's very nice. I, I have uh, way too much and we right. don't drink any of it. It's really like from our parties and stuff that we have so much. Um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely, I think more in the beginning of the quarantine, I drank more because <laughs> it was so unnerving. And now, you know, I'm just kind of like, oh, I don't want to like do that. So I've been, I haven't been drinking as much like last night. So last night we, um, we ordered the Italian food. Kevin had taken my mom to Cedars for her infusions and all of that. And I knew they were going to come back hungry and exhausted. And Kevin's just been burning the candle at both ends. And so I was like, I'm going to make it special for everybody. And my dad's been like building stuff on the property and like everyone's just, you know, cooked. So I ordered it and I was like, we are going to pretend like we are in Italy tonight. So I put Italian music on. I got the wine. And of course, I had to pick a shitty wine. I didn't know. I don't know anything about wines. So I just grabbed a bottle and it was not good. But we drank it anyway. <laughs> and so we had our Italian little feast. It was really nice. And when I tell you, I normally take a half order of this ravioli with Alfredo sauce. I took down a full order that would take me two sessions, like two meals to eat. And I, I took it down and I literally was moaning like I was having an orgasm every time I put some in my mouth. It was so good. And all of us were just kind of like, oh, it's so good to eat something new and something we've missed. <laughs> Totally. It's Indian for Laura and I. There's like a hole in the wall Indian spot that's like a block from us. And, you know, we are trying to be careful because it is risky. But um, at the same time, like we want to support that business. They're fairly new. They're immigrants and they're working their asses off to keep this place open. And yeah. the food is so good. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you're like, 
I had a panic attack in the middle of the night because I realized I forgot to wipe down the plastic that the raviolis came in. Like I wiped everything else down and I like had everything else prepped and I was like, (gasps) and then, you know, I had to like talk myself off that cliff because what are you going to do? Honestly, I really do think that the restaurants are being super careful. They're all wearing gloves. All the delivery people are. I mean, I've I've seen it. I I try to wipe everything down, but I, I felt the same. Like I forgot to do something, and it's you can't live like that. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll you'll be you'll make yourself crazy. I know. I should have woken up and be like Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but uh, Meredith, for you, I'm sure you're extra aware of it because this was your industry as well and is your industry in event planning. Yeah. Um, no, for sure. I mean, it's it's interesting. We, you know, most of our events have been put on hold for the rest of the year. We, like Anheuser-Busch is one of our biggest clients. Bacardi is also. Hey. Yep. Bud Light. Hello. Yeah. We're still doing a lot of the virtual <laughs> stuff with them. So, um, which, which, you know, has, has been great uh michael obultra is doing it's part of a larger program that we do called movement and they're doing um (laughs) (laughs) workouts uh with different people and so they're giving back so they'll they'll um do it with some form of a celebrity and um and then with a local studio or some sort of workout place and um and and they'll do like a 30 minute workout followed by a happy hour and then um, encouraging people to give back to, to those local workout studios and are oh, making it. I thought you were going to say encouraging people to drink. <laughs> no, but Maria, Maria didn't, didn't quite understand drinking and working out and it's not necessarily drinking and working out, yeah. but I'm, me being at home right now, if I do a workout class, I'm sure as hell going to reward myself afterwards with a cocktail. This is where you guys, I get super like, I get super like serious about things. Cause I was like, you know, they asked me to do it and, and, you know, I love, you know, Anheuser-Busch and I'm a beer girl. And so I was like, I just can't get behind the idea that I'm going to work out and then drink a beer right after. Like, it just didn't make sense to me. So I'm like, I can't do it, but it's not that, you know, I have anything against the program. It was just like, I wouldn't do that. So I can't go broadcast that. (laughs) But then when I thought about it later and I'm like, well, I guess in this kind of moment in time, like that would make a little bit more sense. It makes a lot of sense. Well, now it does. But at first I was like, I'm such a nerd about. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me. I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. Stuff, as you know, and so I was right. like, I can't do it, even though like, yeah. you know, this would be great and whatever, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a nerd. So yeah. I and think, then, um... I think now as I'm 
have, doing a show at 11 a.m. and having a beer and realizing, well, that maybe it happens today. Yeah, you could have just worked out and now you're rewarding yourself because so. that's our new normal. This is the new normal, Mayor. I wasn't in the new normal then, so maybe we'll have to make it happen. Um, yeah. So, and then we're um, with Stella Artois. We're actually also doing um, a lot to give back to the restaurant industry. So we've been working with a lot of different chefs, and um, they made a large donation to the James Beard Foundation to help with restaurants and the relief right now. So they're definitely still it. doing a lot of stuff in the in in that platform, Mayor. So you yeah. are still keeping busy with work, which is good. Yes. I mean, am I as busy as I normally am? No. Um, Usually but, you're a pl- but, like a human airplane. Yeah. And so it's it's definitely different um, considering I'm typically exactly. I live on an, on American Airlines. Um, I really miss those, those videos before you take off. Uh, <laughs> I miss those people. But, um, but yeah. So luckily we're, you know, we're, and we're, we're trying to really put together plans moving forward when events do come back. Mm-hmm. Just so we're super prepared and, um, and, you know, staying on top of things for our clients. Wait, Mayor, I was thinking about, you know, so like different parts in this quarantine, I was like, thank God I went to Mexico in February. Thank God I just did it. And I was going to wait till March. And then I was like, no, I'm going right now. I'm losing my mind right now. I'm going to go now. And then I was like, Thank God you and I had the Super Bowl. Thank God we were in Miami and we got to have fun. And by the way, we had no idea. That was end of January, early February, right? That was the beginning of it. Remember, we were like, we were were very much talking about it. And we we sent out. We were? Yeah, Maria, we sent out that guy to get us wipes and masks. What? (laughs) I still have my masks from you meredith you gave me two this is where i play brain card to, a brain yeah. tumor card i don't remember any of that yeah we sent the, the the driver from the fast and the furious thing oh remember Wait, and he, so... we asked him for just the little math no we asked him for just the wipes like in a smaller container for travel and he bought us like the biggest thing of wipes. oh was so it for the plane left. for when we flew yeah because it was mm-hmm. just starting to pop up and, and like I said, I mean, I travel so much that I, for years now, have been wiping mm-hmm. down. The, just, that's just, I've always taken those precautions. I call it Naomi Campbelling. Carry on. Why? She does that? <laughs> oh, you've never seen the popular video of like Naomi Campbell and what she does when she gets on a plane? No. Oh, am I her? Epic. Epic. What does she do? We'll try I to find never- it and put it in the summary. She basically goes in. I mean, she like cleans everything oh, yeah. she she oh, lays yeah. a sheet down i mean she is like oh, yeah. intense um i but, don't say, i don't bring my own sheet yeah but i definitely um I <clears> i'm gonna be pocket. now I, I i wiped out everything but i i don't know you know when the next time i will be on an airplane yeah so. but okay so i don't remember that okay so we asked yeah. We asked and got masks and stuff because we knew we were going to be flying out. But I feel like the Fast and Furious event was still like days away from when we left. Because, right, but do you remember that? That was the beginning of when it really had just hit, or at least our our knowledge, and when they were actually telling people that it had just hit the United States. So when you were out doing everything for the um, Fast and the Furious for the trailer release, 
when you were shaking everyone's hands <gasps> and everything. You remember you were using the hand sanitizer. Yeah. Just being super careful because you obviously, I mean, listen, I don't think we're going to be doing that anymore. Um, but there oh, were wow. so many people that had come out to see all of you guys and, um, and you guys were, were still greeting. Oh my Lord. First of all, yeah. okay, guys, Meredith is my memory bank. I never remember <laughs> anything anyway. And so I'm so glad that you're reminding me of this. So I'm trying to remember when I flew out, I knew that we had so many flight disasters. And you flew back with Alice, Ava. Yeah, but... But I don't remember wearing a mask and stuff at the airport. You probably didn't because we weren't <clears throat> fully signed. Like we just didn't. We weren't. We were not. We weren't fully signed into wearing masks or gloves, for that matter. But wow. the wiping down the seats for sure. To be fair, like honestly, nobody really got on board with this until mid February. Like even then, yeah. it was kind of like a slow roll into people actually using sanitizer. And yeah, using but we masks. didn't really. It wasn't until March. Yeah. That we, yeah, right. that we actually I, jumped on board. Yeah, because I flew. We, I went to Mexico right at the end of February, and I flew back in in I don't know, like March second or something like that. And a lot of the girls that were going back to LA because LA had a lot of numbers at that point, they were all wearing masks. I still was wiping down. I brought gloves, but I wasn't wearing a mask yet on the flight. And then a few days later, I went to LA. I remember getting in an Uber in LA, and the Uber driver told me that the guy that had gotten into his Uber before me had just taken his temperature. And I thought that was the most ridiculous thing in the entire world. I videoed him, made him tell me the story. And now everyone like that's our new look. Wow. 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 I don't remember that, but here's what I do remember. I remember Meredith and I at the Super Bowl in, in like prime, like Meredith and Maria mode. The two of us with our laughs are literally like, um, what would you call us, Mary? Like we are like walking machine guns or something. Like wherever we go, we are very much like very, very noticed. <laughs> I want to hear a story. Meredith, do you have any stories from like the, the good old days with Maria when you were her oh assistant that God. none of us would know? So God, many. So many. But like most of them I feel like are always embarrassing about me because <laughs> I would like walk and do something stupid. So many. <laughs> I can't wait. So Maria, many. And then Maria likes to tell them to everyone. <laughs> I, when I did my Sirius XM show, I used to have Meredith Colin all the time because we have so many stories together and and people oh really enjoy watching us together, like on Instagram and stuff, because we are ridiculous together. And really, it's her. <laughs> I blame you. <laughs> no, but like even at the Super Bowl this year, when we ended up going into a box, I mean, they were just very, it, it was the Fox box. There was a lot of celebrities in it. And everyone was pretty just chill. It was obviously getting towards the end of the game. And people were being really serious. <laughs> Two of us come in, like the Tasmanian devil, and we're like, shut and this and that, Maria's like throwing things everywhere. <laughs> like, where did these two people come from? <laughs> we are monsters of fun. I feel yeah. like when you're at Super Bowl, like, so we've traveled to so many events over the years together, whether it's like the Sundances of the world, the Super Bowls, the Oscars, whatever. We've gone to all of these things, and it's kind of like camp for us because we're seeing the yeah. same people. We know who's going to be at each of these events. And then there are some surprises, of course, but we're kind of like a, you know, a, a traveling band with all these people. 
And so it is kind of our license to just like have a blast and have fun. And, um, and so, yeah, we definitely, (laughs) we, we laugh nonstop together. We are singing Snoop Dogg on repeat wherever we are. And this year we got ready to Luda every day because of, um, Fast and the Furious. Yeah. This year was ludicrous. And, um, and then, uh, the, yeah, we're just, I mean, I turned the Faina Lounge in Miami. It's like a chill lounge. <laughs> Meredith and I got there and, <laughs> you know, you needed like reservations or whatever. So I think they realized who I was. They gave us like this little table at the entry area. And so we're like, we're cool. We just need to eat. We're so starving. And it was pouring rain outside. And mind you, it was like 6 p.m. So we sat down and we ordered sliders and fries and holy moly, they were the most delicious sliders and fries I've ever eaten in my life. And we're like, we were supposed to go to Nobu for dinner. And all of a sudden we were like, yep, cancel Nobu, another round of sliders and fries and another round of drinks. And then soon enough, the table that we had, the reservation had came, come, you know, and they started talking to Meredith and I had no idea what was going on. And so apparently they, you know, our, my attorney had, um, rented a table for the week there. Like anybody who's going to Super Bowl, like these are the things they do. So he had rented a table for the week and he had come to visit us at one point. And so he left and went to his dinner and they said, you know, you can say what they said. So basically I'm, you know, saying, you know, I'm, I'm with Maria. We have some friends coming. We realized that we would like to stay and they're like, well, we're so sorry, but actually we saw that Mr. Yorn was um, at your table earlier. He has a reservation later. Do you think he... I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, dot com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. You wouldn't mind if we gave you his table for now. I go, nope, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Meredith, this is why I love Meredith. Like, I am a nerd. I would have been like, oh, let's call Kevin to make sure. She's like, nope, let's it's go. Until we... Kevin arrived, like, I don't know, at Two. four hours later, <laughs> five hours later. And Maria and I were, like, dancing on the table. Like... <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was hilarious. You guys, we started actually it was earlier than six. I think it might've been like five ish. We got there early and we just were drinking and eating. And then our friends were joining and I was trying to get the DJ to change his slow, lame music. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, sir, I'm like, listen, I said, can we get like a little, like, I don't know, like some like hip hop or like rap or, you know, just some like pop, you know, top 40 pop something 
we don't do this here. They said, did not like that. They, he did yeah. not like it. And I said, okay, I totally understand like what this is normally, but this is Super Bowl, and we are all here from out of town wanting to have fun. So, you know, there's like a little adjustment that needs to go on. <laughs> I, I so get that. I'm the same way, Maria. If, if I want to make a party happen, I really try to make it happen because I want everyone to have fun. I like yeah. relate to that so much. I know how to make something fun. And totally. I felt the energy in that room. And we knew everybody. And I was like, everyone here wants to party and have fun. No one wants to just sit and have like a cocktail and be chill. It is like this. We're turning up now. And so, by the way, this is not me normally, guys. This is not me. Meredith? But when I get you to other places, it is like take you out of LA and out of your house. You, you, this is you. Unless you're having like one of your birthday parties, you, you started a conga line in that place. <laughs> I'm dying. I forgot. <laughs> Yeah, we're so embarrassing. We may be fun, but we can be super embarrassing. We are super embarrassing, but we have a lot of fun together. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, you know, he he lost the battle, the DJ. Poor guy. (laughs) Because what was funny was he started because the the management told him to like, I was like, you know, they came over to the table. They're like, what would you like? And I'm like, listen, I'm like, I know everybody here. We're all on the same page. We want to have a little bit of fun. Like, just, you know, let's play some fun music. He's like, okay, no problem. So he told the DJ. DJ had to do it. And then eventually he went his way. And so all of a sudden the energy was sucked out of the room and dead. And so then they came over to me and I go, take a look before, after. You tell me what you want. So then the music came back up. (laughs) It was like Meredith and I lived there we were there for like a full 24 hours i feel like no i don't think we left till in the morning it was uh it was like a an eight or nine hour adventure we just never (laughs) left there because it was pouring rain you couldn't go anywhere so there was like a big sports illustrated party and normally super bowl you know that's what you do you go to some of these bigger parties after and we were like "Uh uh-uh we're not going anywhere we're just gonna stay here it's pouring rain out and uh, clearly, was there was the best a... move we could have ever made. It was so it... fun, oh, but we God. have so many stories. So Meredith, um, <clears throat> I'm having such a t- difficult time breathing. Meredith, I mean, I, I have a vision. I'm trying to remember if it was when we were shooting the Fantastic Four. We were up in, um, in yeah, we were up in Vancouver, and then we were in Whistler having a romantic getaway. <laughs> I was always on the most romantic spots with Meredith. <laughs> yeah, the, um, those are my, my romantic trips are with Maria or my mother. Yeah. But there was one moment where I feel like I found you like very, with very little clothing, but half of your body yeah. was inside of a mini bar. In the mini bar. Yeah. yeah <laughs> for sure. <laughs> was that, that was in Vancouver, right? Yeah. We haven't made it to Whistler yet. Okay. So Meredith was like wasted back in were you in my room or your room i think i was in mine yeah and i just found her literally guys half of her body was inside of the mini bar <laughs> like when meredith gets drunk she i mean god forbid you have a mini bar oh my god your bill is going to be crazy she just demolishes <laughs> anything in sight that is food she has sent me pictures of herself like at halloween where she's ordered fries and she's like in her ripped pantyhose and bra on the floor with fries all over her and fries on the ground. And she's just like, she goes in a full beast mode. You make me sound like some ogre. There was 
that time. So remember when I made in New York when I like I think I ordered like everything that was on the room service menu to your room. Yeah. And you came out of the bathroom and I had decorated your bed with like chips like all over like they were rose. Petals. Yes. All for you. I remember. I remember. We definitely. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. <clears throat> um. Yeah. I I will say. I loved your post the other day because obviously I was obsessed with the last dance with Michael Jordan and you're from Chicago, diehard Chicago girl, diehard Chicago Bulls fan. Um, Your management and your owners definitely screwed up by not bringing the team back. I mean, how dumb they never recovered. Um, And so I feel like honestly, if they brought back the Bulls, even at this age, like all those guys, they would do better than what they've been doing for the last however many years. There's nothing like that era. Yeah. So, but what I loved is, and we can roll in the clip, is Meredith, Roll. Um, she was on some TV show. What's the TV show? Tell me the story behind this. So, as you know, my dad was in television. So he ran um, the ABC affiliate in Chicago during that time. And he- Her dad, by the way, discovered Oprah as well. <laughs> No big deal. Meredith has pictures of her and Oprah when they when she was a little I was girl. First, I was her first guest. You were her uh, first guest. Yeah, I forgot that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You knew that. I have no but, memory. Um, but so we he had done some um show with my dad put together some special show for Michael. I mean, it was obviously in the beginning of his career on the Bulls. And um, I don't I don't know what the basis of the show was, but I'm sure it was just some sort of special on him, a special interview. And uh, Jim Rose, who is still a very well-known sportscaster in um, Chicago, had hosted it. And everyone in the audience was all adults. And then me, I'm like this six or seven-year-old by myself. And obviously, because of my dad's position, I was able to ask question and um you know I really put my um reporting skills to the test there and um my big question was why do you like to play basketball okay so here it goes look at how cute she is your question for Michael and why do you like to play basketball all right the only game I could play with a lot of effectiveness, I guess. I, <laughs> I started playing baseball when I was about six years old, and uh, I started to grow. And I was growing out of all my clothes, so my mother said, try basketball. So I started playing basketball when I was 12, and from that point on, I loved the game. I tell you, outside uh, his parents' home. The cutaways to you. Meredith, you were so freaking cute. It's crazy. <laughs> when I saw that, I go, of course Meredith interviewed Michael Jordan. Of course she did. Like, I mean, it's crazy. I could, I could have been your competition, Maria. You could have been my competition. Now you're my sidekick. <laughs> All right. So listen, um, we are going to transition into our interview today or a chat with um, Courtney Elizabeth. And feel free to chime in, Meredith. Um, since 2009, Courtney Elizabeth has been a staple of YouTube's beauty influencer community, primarily featuring do-it-yourself makeup tutorials. I watched uh, one of her beauty tutorials and um, was like, oh my gosh, this girl's so good. And then I got sucked down her YouTube rabbit hole and saw that she had uh, a brain tumor as well and then got more and more interested. So in 2017, she was diagnosed with brain cancer. Um, 
She bravely chronicled the journey to recovery on our channel. In addition to being a fifth grade teacher, Courtney's now a popular beauty influencer and brain health advocate. And I thought it was only fitting that we talked to her today as uh, the days are ticking down. It's May 21st and it's Brain Cancer Awareness Month. And having had a brain tumor myself, I thought it was important that we um, bring light to this. So, um, Courtney, how are you? Oh, she looks like she might be muted. We're going to fix that in just a second. Okay. Courtney, can you hear us? Yes, I can. <laughs> oh, great. There you are. How are you? I'm really good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. So you're in Alabama right now? I am. I am. Yeah, I'm normally from Michigan, though. Um, so I've moved over here. Great. So we have my best friend, Meredith, who is in New York. Hi. Uh, on the line as well. And um, and so I, I was definitely... Um, I was going down a rabbit hole of YouTube one day. I was just like, as a first time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) (laughs) Bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Taking a bath, trying to like desore my muscles with Epsom salt. And I found you and it was through beauty stuff. And so, you know, I feel like I've been going down a lot of the beauty rabbit holes and checking things out that I normally wouldn't have time to. And I'm on, yeah, and I'm unlocking mysteries. Like I'm like, Oh, that's how they do this. Like I never knew with these ring lights that we have that there's a remote control and that's how people get all these pictures to look perfect. And they don't need a traveling photographer with them. I was like, man, these people, they have a lot of money to hire people to take pictures of them all day. Right. There's like a little button that's like right by your hand. It's just like, yeah, totally. <laughs> Had no idea. Um, and so I went down the rabbit hole and then I saw that you had been diagnosed with a brain tumor. So then I started kind of looking at all of this and, you know, I just thought that there was, it was so brave of you, obviously to chronicle your journey and to share it. Um, and I wanted to, um, share a little bit of your story with our audience and, and get to know, um, you know, what you've gone through because, You've definitely gone through a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot. what kind of, um, what, what did you get diagnosed with? It's not glioblastoma, right? No, that, no. I got the best one that you could ever have. So is the one I got. I don't know what it's called because it's long and I will never remember ever what it's <laughs> called. Um, but they had said in the beginning, if you want, if you need to have one, the one that I have is the best one to get. So it was exciting that I'm like, okay, I mean, maybe it's not going to be as bad as that, you know, everyone claims things to be. I'm here and I'm, I made it. So, yeah. And it's so stage three brain cancer, right? 
Yes. And originally they had said it's not, it was not cancerous. And then um, after the surgery and everything, um, my mom had heard and found out that it was cancerous. And then she didn't want to tell me. And then we went through to my MRI and saw a poster, not a poster, what is that called? A billboard or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And they, I saw it and it was like something about cancer on it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I don't have this. And my mom was like, Ooh. And she was like, I do need to tell you something. And I, had, and I was, you know, obviously a mess in my MRI, you know, crying everywhere, figuring out that I do have cancer and like an absolute mess. So, yeah. You know, they don't know until they biopsy it. And so yeah. when I went in for my brain surgery, they said, we're, you know, we're pretty sure this is benign, but we won't know until we have the results. So it was my first question, like when I, when I came to, first of all, was, did you get it all out? And he said, yeah, uh, he said most of it. And then I said, was it cancer? And he said, no. Um, and so, um, or actually I don't remember if that part I found out right away, actually, I can't remember now. How long ago was that? Um, it'll be three years on June 8th on my birthday. So, um, so, you know, it's, it's, um, it had to have been shocking to hear that. Um, yeah. At what point did you si- decide I want to, I want to share this with everybody? Um, well, I knew that I was not going to be the only person in the world to have a brain tumor, and since I have such a large following, um, I thought it would just be very helpful for anybody else that's going through what I'm going through because I didn't know how it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, like. I, I just, I mean, I didn't, nobody knows what it's going to be. So I was like, you know what? It would be very beneficial for literally anybody that's going to go through something with actually just with anything, any surgeries or anything like that, especially like brain stuff. I was like, you know what? I'm going to film this and talk to the other doctors and see if we can get a, a video on it just because I think it's important for people not to be afraid. Cause like, I was afraid not knowing what was going to happen. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to do this for everybody else just so they don't, have to get scared and stuff for the surgery or anything. Yeah, I I feel you because when I was diagnosed, I instantly turned my iPhone on and started filming. And I was I was talking to camera like, so I just got diagnosed with a brain tumor. Holy moly! My mom had just been diagnosed a few months before. She has glioblastoma, and so. I chronicled my journey and I was doing it for the same reason. I was like, you know what? I'll probably put like a video together so people know what to expect because you also never expect someone younger like us to have to kind of deal with this because you don't see it often. Right. And so, um, I, my biggest things were like, so what, 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 how does this look like? How do they, so I started looking at videos of people having brain surgery and you actually filmed your surgery Mm -hmm. and, I missed out on getting a copy of mine because they film all of our surgeries at Cedars and I, I waited too long to ask for it. Um, but you know, I wanted to know what it looked like. And we actually have that video from your YouTube where they're doing flashcards with you because they have to be very careful when they're Mm -hmm. operating to make sure that they're not pushing on something where they're going to damage you. So let's roll that clip a little bit. See a little bit of it also as well. Um, so I'm going to put that really quick, just a couple of videos of what, how I'm doing at speech. 
Oh, this is actually the speech clip. So pause this for a second. I can grab the flashcard clip, though. We'll have that in 30 seconds. Okay. So we are not prepared with the surgery clip, but um, <laughs> but um, we can put the link in the show. It's fine. Um, but you, you know, you're in the hospital bed. And it was it was fascinating for me to watch, too, because I felt like I was watching myself in a sense, right? Like, okay, that's what it must have been like. Um, but this clip that we have you know, after your surgery, and I want to know more about the speech issues, you have battled coming back and getting your speech and kind of cognitive stuff Mm -hmm. back into place. And um, so even throughout this interview, if you guys hear her have any difficulties, it's because she had major brain surgery. And, um, you know, it was in an area that controlled her speech. So you can see her in this clip, I think, was this one of your this is one of your therapy classes, right? Oh, you probably don't even know the clip. You'll see it. It's when you're talking about George Bush. So George W. Bush, the old one, when he was 90, it was his birthday, and they went sky fighting, sky, sky diving for his birthday party. So... So explain to everybody what they're doing here with you, um, Courtney. Um, so I'm going through and there was a picture, I think, let me see. I think there was a picture. Yeah, there's a picture of George W. Bush and they had to like read through it and then had to go through and explain what was the picture of. And it was a picture of George W. Bush and it was like a, a, a like words in it for about him and then we would go through and have to explain what's happening in it and not only was he it was george w bush and had to explain with it and it obviously i shouldn't have said he was having a birthday party because you know how old was he 90 90. it is 90th birthday party and i had said oh he's having his birthday party thinking that he was having a birthday party when he's 90 um and I, i remember this day like I loved going to speech. Speech was so much fun. My speech person was the best. I um, So um, just seeing all of my progress that I've had through it is amazing. Because in the beginning, like, I didn't know my name. Well, I knew my name. That was all I knew. I didn't know, like, I didn't know how to read. I didn't know letters. I didn't know my numbers. My numbers are still to this day, like numbers are hard. If someone says like, what's what, like, if I say, what's the temperature outside? And it was like 73. I'd always be like, wait, what did you say? 74? And they're like, you're close, but it was 71 or whatever. It's just numbers are extremely, extremely important. So like numbers for something else, like, like passwords and stuff and like stuff like that for me it's like really difficult to have to like I have to do everything like by number by number like I can't go through if someone says like five 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 three seven four two or something I would be like yeah how long ago was that video uh it was about three years ago I can say yeah it was um that was early I feel like we were going through this at the same time now, yeah. mine, a totally different story because mine was benign. And, but I think we had surgeries around the same time. When was, when was yours? June when 8th. Was May 8th? June 8th. 
yeah. June, mine was May. Yeah. Wow. Oh my God. A month after. So, so you had surgery, they removed all of the tumor. I think it was, there was some of that still need, they couldn't take it out. Cause you saw me have my seizure in it. So that part couldn't be taken out. Um, so I think that's why I had to get radiation as well. Got it. And then you had to do chemo too. Yeah. And I did chemo pills, which was a lot better because I didn't lose all of my hair, just all the paper, or all the paper, all the pieces from the radiation. Yeah. Yeah. My mom had to do the same thing. And so, you know, it's, it's not easy <clears throat> to share all of that. You know, you're a beautiful girl and when your hair isn't right and all of that, how did you, do you feel like documenting it actually gave you a little bit more kind of help through it? 100%. Um, I had actually originally, like I knew I wanted to do my, filmed it for the actual surgery and everything like that. And then after I was finally able to watch the clips and everything after it, I actually didn't even want to post it. Like watching it was giving me like extreme bad anxiety, like watching how everything went because like I didn't really remember um all of it so when I went through and watched all of the clips I started crying with my mom I was like I cannot post this like this is so difficult for even for me to watch like I couldn't even imagine everybody else watching it yeah I don't know but I'm glad I'm glad I did I'm glad I did because I had originally almost even just wanted to delete it all and I'm, I'm really glad that I didn't. Yeah. And I, I so identified with your questions, like, what does everything look like? How does it all work? Like, when you have something like this that's that's on the rarer side, you mm-hmm. have so many questions. And it's really hard to, you know, kind of find answers. So you are kind of like, you are the answer now. People can go and they can see um, I wonder how, um, how, what is your status now? How is the whole tumor and, and all of that clear? I'm clear. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I have my, I have to do MRIs every four months. Um, so my next one is beginning of July. And did you do anything other than the, the kind of Western stuff that they suggest, like the chemo radiation and surgery? Did you do anything else? Um, I mean, they didn't tell me to do anything. I did end up taking um, black seed oil. Um, we had heard that's just a really good stuff for your actual, like for your body and stuff for it. So I started taking that. I actually do still take it. Um, it's just really beneficial for your body. Um, and I just, yeah. Okay. And would you say your con- your cognitive functions are close to back, like close to normal again? Yes, but it depends. So it depends if like how I'm feeling, like if I'm like in a bad mood, like it totally ruins everything for my speech and everything like that. If I have too much coffee, if I don't have enough water, if I'm like really hungry, like there's a lot of op- obstacles, obstacles that my brain needs to go through for me to like be like closer to a hundred percent. Um, but every day it's different depending on what's going on. Do you feel like the doctors, um, 
understand your different symptoms because I feel like it's so individual for all of us how we feel and how we act. Like they have like, okay, these are the general things. Like I remember I was slurring my speech and that was one of the things that I realized, um, you know, before I diagnosed myself with a brain tumor. Um, Mm -hmm. And my doctor was like, no, slurring a speech has nothing to do with your tumor. But I was slurring my speech. Yeah, so it is. (laughs) So do you feel like some of the things that you have, they're like, oh, that's not connected or, and then you kind of feel like it is? Um, I don't, I don't think so for me. Like I had asked them so many questions and stuff like that. Like, um, for example, I, during, after my surgery, I had gone through and obviously like my eyes were all messed up because you had this huge surgery and I kept telling my mom, I was like, I can't see on my right side. Everything is blurry. Everything is like cross-eyed. Like I can't see very well. And I'm like, this is not normal. And everyone just keep telling me, ask the doctor, oh, it'll get better, it'll get better. And then after a while, I'm like, I cannot see over here. Like my hand here, like I can't see this. And I was like, this is not right. And I have it here too. Like I can't, even just looking at it here now, like I can't see my hand here to like get yeah. to here. So I finally went to the doctor of like the eye doctor or whatever. I'd like a special one and I had to go through and I had to like had your eyes in it and then it like, goes into it and see when you can see it. And I'm actually missing uh, like a, a quarter of each side or a little bit more on both sides of my eyes and missing, it's like a, black spot like I don't I can't see anything in there and they had said that he accidentally he did accidentally nick something during surgery and you know to, for to me like I had people message me all the time being like why aren't you suing him blah 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 and for me I'm like he saved my life like what are you talking about he literally saved my life yeah um, so well also you know unfortunately no one's god no one's perfect and right. so um you know, it's, it's such a precise thing in there. Nobody wants to hurt you. Um, but I think, and I think that's, that's, um, really kind of you to, to take that perspective. I, I feel like it's probably kind of those, um, the, the trigeminal nerve, I think it's the sixth and the eighth nerve that was probably affected. Cause that's when I came out of surgery, my eyes were going like this, mm-hmm. you know, back and forth, like crazy. And my, um, vision was double and triple and, and that's because they poke at that nerve trying to get the rest of the tumor off of it. And Mm. so that's why Dr. Black left what he left in there. Cause he was like, it's gonna, it's going to be too damaging. Yeah. How long did that take you to get your eyesight back or is it, is it back? Yeah, it's back. It was, um, it was really actually kind of quick. I think by the next two days, um, I had, I could, I just muttered to my husband. I said, get Vicky, get Vicky. <laughs> and I was preparing in my head to wear an eye patch and be like a Beyonce superhero character. I was like, yeah. okay, if this is what my new normal is going to be, I'm going to like bedazzle an eye patch. I started designing in my head in the few moments I was awake, um, like these like thigh high boots that were going to be, I was going to have this whole alter ego because mm-hmm. I always try to figure out what the solution is going to be. If I'm going to not have vision in this eye or it's going to be whatever. Yeah. And they had bring, brought me the eye patches and I'd been wearing them. And, um, and then when Vicky came, she's uh, an osteopath and I've had her on the show many times. She did, um, 
reflexology on the 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 big toe which is the brain points and some acupuncture yeah and and some acupuncture and within two hours I was fine yeah it was crazy I mean it was it was like miraculous so um you know it's it's such a interesting thing with the brain and I wonder how do you feel now like are you nervous is it something that stays with you every every day where it's like oh gosh what if it comes back with the speech is that what you're saying the tumor or the tumor um i i'm usually fine up until like the week before the, the mri mm-hmm. so like right now i'm fine i mean even when it gets closer to the mri like i get i think i'm nervous but i know it's fine um usually like when i got my like when i got the tumor like i know what my brain what was happening in my brain so like i'm not feeling any of that right now which Mm -hmm. is good um so as of right now i'm i'm not nervous but i mean it's i'm always going to be nervous for an mri i mean i'm sure you were do you still do um mris yeah do you get as nervous as i do and like right like when i get into there i'm like oh my god I know. I know. I feel like I'm getting more claustrophobic every time I have to go in. Right? I try to close my eyes. What I do when I get in there, because, you know, it's like, bang, bang, bang. Yeah. Like, I sit there and I'm like, let me just count how many these have been. Like, <laughs> do they play music for you? I get to listen to Frank Sinatra yeah. in there. And, no. Oh, yeah. You got to get your earbuds or something. Like, they yeah. give me headphones and I play Frank Sinatra. And then I just imagine, like, roses and butterflies and puppies and I just I try to just keep focused on good things because sometimes I get like real anxiety in there and then I know I'm in a tube and I'm stuck and they can't get me for like a minute at least and you know I you know I have panicked a couple of times yeah did you Um, ever have to go to the bathroom in it no thank god I'm so sorry but I need to go to the bathroom and they're like I'm like I'm so sorry I just can't I have to go I know yeah, they don't like that. Um, what um, what is your best advice for anybody who's just finding out that they are going through this? I would say, not calm down, but like really. Let me just think. Um, I would say don't worry, but I don't want to say don't worry, but I would say just stay with just just this is see this is a speech thing I can't even tell you going through my brain right now um yeah you've said it's like you know what you want to say sometimes but it won't come out right yeah um to tell to anyone else just like stay focused on your your life your just like your your everything just make sure that you're staying focused making sure you're being healthy um drink a lot of water. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also say, I'm not going to say to go watch my videos, but I mean, I also see other like people talking about like cancer and stuff for that. I mean, whether if it's mine or anyone else's, or if you have any questions, like you are 100% can message me on Instagram, on YouTube, literally anything. If you have any issues with brain things or just in general, like I'm here for you. I know how it is. And I think it's um, something that if you need, I'm always going to be here. I like for my stuff, like if I hadn't have been with my family and friends, like 
it would have been extremely difficult for me. Um, and I just, that's who I rely on. So, I mean, obviously I lived with my mom and I don't know what, I probably would have been dead if my mom wasn't there. Um, so I would say stay with your friends and family and just be, stay positive. It's, 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 it's a difficult thing to go through, but you'll, you'll get there. Just stay positive and be strong. Yeah. Well, you're a good model to follow. And I wonder also with your YouTube career, do you feel like it's helped and are you pivoting at all? Are you still kind of doing the same thing you were doing before? Um, well, for a lot of YouTubers, they, they want to do stuff for the money or, you know, something like that. And for me, I do it for myself. Like if there's something that I want to post, I'm going to post it because I like doing these specific things. Um, so for me, um, I started off with singing, um, with my YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. I started off by singing. Um, my grandma had said that she'll give me a guitar if I would sing it online and, you know, so she can see it. So that's how I started with YouTube and then going into the makeup because I mean, who doesn't love makeup? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then, um, once the whole surgery and everything happened, that's when I started um, filming that stuff. And then all my speech. So everything kind of goes through the phases of kind of what was happening in my life. Mm -hmm. So, um, but for being a YouTuber, I would say I'm not even a YouTuber. That's just kind of my side because like my main thing that I love doing is being a teacher. So, um, yeah. How has this experience changed you? I am a lot more easygoing. Um, like if something happens, like the other day, I accidentally spilled an entire bottle of water on our metal, not metal, it was a wood table. And I was like, whoops, <laughs> like sometimes I'm like, gosh, darn it, like, gosh. And I mean, now I'm just way more of a like easygoing kind of, kind of way. And it's just, it's just an oops. I mean, I'm just like anything that happens like that. I'm just like, it's okay. Like it, life goes on and oops and just move on. So. Yeah. It's kind of like, it puts life into perspective for you. It, it does. And um, like going back to like starting up with the surgery and stuff, like it's you, I mean, I start off being like, okay, it's okay. I have this brain tumor and you know, everything's going to be fine. And then you go through everything, you know, like I'm still fine. I'm the same person, but I, I personally think I'm, I'm better now. I'm, I was just so, not that I was angry or anything. I'm just like, now I'm just so much more loosey goosey and stuff like that. And, um, I don't know. It, I mean, life it is hard, like to start before, like during my surgery, I don't know if I, if you have, if you know, but like my surgery was May 8th. And then, um, three days after my surgery, um, my dad had open heart surgery three days after mine. Oh my God. So, so yeah. So trying to get through everything. And I mean, like, even just at today, like, not just today, but like any day, like, like I look back to what I had gone through and I'm just like, this is insane. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel you. My mom and I often look back. She was in the middle of all her treatments when I had surgery. She doesn't even remember. She didn't even know I was having oh, wow. surgery. She was there. She didn't get it. She was cognitively not aware. 
Um, and, uh, and she has no recollection of it now. So, you know, it was, it's, yeah, it's definitely, it's a lot, but, um, but as my quote said that we started with the day, um, the most beautiful people we've known are those who have known defeat, known suffering, known struggle, known loss, and have found their way out of the depths. These persons have an appreciation, a sensitivity, and an understanding of life that fills them with compassion, gentleness, and a deep loving concern. Beautiful people don't just happen. And Courtney, I think you're one of those beautiful people. Oh, thank you so much. And you did a great job reading that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I would have been so different. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for, for joining us and for being a brain health advocate and sharing your story. And if you guys want to know more about uh, Courtney, you can follow her at Court Eliz. That's with two I's and two Z's. One at Court Eliz One. We're going to put that in the summary and we'll also put um, a link to your YouTube in there as well so people can come follow your journey and uh, I I understand I'm going to be calling you after this and you're going to be now interviewing me is that is that what's happening yeah for sure okay all right I'm down I'm down so I'm going to wrap my show up and I will be calling you in just a bit so thank you so much Courtney and and uh, yes, I'll be course. with you in just a few yes bye bye what an inspiration. How great is wow. she? Yeah. So, and I love that she's open. For her to say, you can DM me, you can reach out. You know, we talk a lot on this show. Suffering in the moment is very, very challenging, but it can give you a sense of purpose. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I'm uh, I'm the same way. I'm an open door for anybody who needs help with their brain tumor journeys. I have a, a call Friday. What I've been doing now is I'm collecting everybody and putting them on one call so that I can say it at once because it's become very challenging to schedule them all into my days. Um, but one of our AfterBuzz staffers, uh, godmother just got diagnosed. And then I have another friend's husband who um, has it. And so I'm going to be getting on a Zoom call with them Friday and uh, and coaching them through this as well. Is it like, is it just me or is it more prevalent now? You're just aware of it. It's is, like when you buy, a, yeah. yeah, when you buy a red car and all of a sudden you see red cars everywhere. You're like, oh my God, everyone has a red car. It's the same thing. It's just because I'm getting older and I know more people experiencing it. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. You've got now three people at least in your vicinity. Yeah. Um, so Maria, I mean, I think we've talked about, it. I think that maybe, you know, many years ago people didn't know, like yeah. they just may have you know, not bought it or just technology and, and obviously medical, all, like all the tests and things have, have, um, you know, in, uh, gotten better and grown. So I, I know a lot of people that have, that have had them. Yeah. I, um, I think it also like, as you get older, you know, people start to have, that's why I always say like in your twenties, you can kind of just like, whatever, I'm going to eat junk and take, you know, treat my body like shit and whatever. And then in like your thirties stuff starts kind of manifesting. You're like, Oh, well I haven't slept. I haven't eaten well. I'm working like crazy or, you know, I'm doing all this stuff. And so stuff catches up at some point. So, um, you know, this is the age where you start to see your friends getting sick or your friend's parents or whatever. So yeah. I'm really, 
I, I'm really not happy that I only have about 19 days left of eating Hot Pockets <laughs> before Why? I have to stop. You're quitting? I'm, are you just quitting Hot Pockets, Well, Janae? it's just I'm turning 30. I'm going to be too old for Hot Pockets, oh, Maria. You're never too old for Hot Pockets. Oh, just, these, this lifestyle is this just, lifestyle. it's a lot. It's a lot to maintain. <laughs> um, it's a standard of living I'm used to that I don't know I'm going to be able to give up, Maria, and I'm, I'm really dying. afraid. At least I can still drink beer well into my Cheers. 50s. Cheers. Thursdays for the ladies. <laughs> ladies. And the gents. Um, Meredith, I don't know if you know this, but Stephen and I share a birthday. So. Oh, really? Yeah. I already got Maria's gift. By the way, we didn't even mention our our Bella's interview yesterday has gone everywhere. We're on page six. We're in oh, People Magazine, Yahoo. Um, there was, uh, it was an incredible interview if you didn't get to see it. Take a look back um, and and check that out. In the meantime, thank you guys for joining us. Um, thank you for being a part of our Better Together community because when you know better, you get better. And uh, if you haven't already, please comment, rate, subscribe, share the show with a friend that you think will um, benefit. Share it on social media. Meredith's going to be sharing so many links on her social media today. It's going to get dizzying. We're going to be like, okay, Meredith, stop. We know you're a fan and, you know... Yeah, I fucked up. I what? forgot to mention Patreon at the beginning. Yeah, you That's screwed up. I fucked up. Yeah, Bud Light just made you screw up. I'm just too drunk. Okay, but if you haven't joined Patreon, join us. Click the link in the summary and join us for having really great conversations over there. In the meantime, Monday, we are not going to be doing a show it's memorial. Oh, Stephen's eyes just bugged I out of his head. I didn't know that. Jeff it's never. <laughs> Jeff didn't relay. We are going to take a holiday, and it's not for me as much as it's for you guys. I wanted to make sure. Do you want me you to guys... stop shows at AfterBuzz, or because we still have like twenty shows that day? Well, you can talk to your other boss about that, but um, <laughs> but I want to make sure you guys um, have a little bit of a break on Monday and get to enjoy yourselves meanwhile um we are going to uh do a rebroadcast of something from the archives that's going to be amazing that i know you guys probably haven't listened to or listened to in a long time and it will be very very good so um that is that um tuesday we have new york times bestselling author dr pamela peak who specializes in women's health and nutrition and stress management it's going to be a great episode if I wasn't as inhibited as I am right now, I would release the burp that is deep inside of me that wants to come out. What? No. Do it. <laughs> I'm not going to mute your mic until okay. you do it. No, I'm not going to do it this time. But one no. Thursday, I will show you my gifts. One Thursday, They're we will cute. have a burping contest. We'll figure out what celebrity will come on and do it with me. And I will share my gifts with the world. You guys thought I was just, you know. I love host. it. I can't wait. It's very scary. I know. I can shake a whole house down. Like, you might very think it's scary. an earthquake. I have talent. It's the Medford in you. Um, and P.S. Meredith, you yeah. should talk. I can burp, too. Yes, exactly. <laughs> she's like, you're so scary. You're so yeah, gross. I'm not do that on a podcast. Meanwhile, Come she's on. a beast. She can do it just as bad as me. Shitballs. <laughs> Shit balls. Shit balls. <laughs> oh man, this is a lot of fun. Love you guys, Mara. Thank you for joining. Oh, yeah. Follow us at Maria Menunos at Meredith Ahern, right? At ML Ahern. Yeah, that. At Jeffrey Green Graham at Stephen yeah. Lemieux Photo. And remember, <laughs> be nice people, make good choices, and be present. 
shit balls. <laughs> Bye.